American way. And that's just Richard. Pretty good. Trump, he stands firm. No illegal aliens get stimulus money. China, China's planning a war against America, and we're being quite serious. We'll discuss that with Bill Gonzert this hour. It's going to scare you. And what's the Luna virus? Does it kill cats? Let's ask Joe Biden. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio. As the Founding Fathers intended, the Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this uh, beautiful Friday afternoon. And it is truly beautiful outside if you haven't been outside. Uh, Are we allowed to? I, I, I'm not sure. I we mean, went outside, We went outside, obviously. and we had to get outside to not get here. a lot of people did, though, because the traffic is down, I mean, big time. That's the only benefit. There's others. There's other. There's other benefits. That's a big one. That's a that's. There's some beautiful spring weather coming in now. I'm not going to stay inside and say, "Gee, I wonder what the temperature is out there." No, I'm going to open the window and stick my head out and say, "Wow, this temperature is incredible." All right, coming up at five. Everyone's help with the virus is needed, unless you're a Christian. That is that is true. If you're a Christian organization, forget it. We don't need your help. You Christians can't help people. That's coming up at 5. And the Virginia Attorney General, he said he won't defend gun rights in the Commonwealth, but he'll sue the Trump administration over car cafe standards. We have a whacked Attorney General. We'll discuss all that at 5 o'clock. And, of course, coming up in the show, the China I kid you not, there is much chatter and concern about what is going on. China is back against the wall in a lot of ways. And uh, coming up is a uh, gentleman from American Thinker who wrote an article saying they're going to attack us in the South Sea. He's pretty convinced of it. We'll share that with you at 435, so stay tuned for that. But first, if you have cats, stop killing them. I, I kid you not, this is now the new thing happening. The coronavirus apparently is in your pets. It's not. Some this, people think it is. This is ridiculous. It completely is. But I have to tell you, a few moments ago, Scott was in favor of people doing just this to the well, cats. If it's and cats. And then the mics went live, and he was like, don't kill your cats. I'm not a fan of the cats. poor really cats. Not, I, don't, now, I don't think you should kill them, but if you want to email us, I'll tell you where to drop them off. Scott you, will be home all week. <laughs> I'm not taking your cat. I'm not. You'll be by the way, I'll take it to a this, lot of cats. There's Smitty's Rescue. Smitty's Cat Rescue here in uh, Chester was getting f- 50 to 100 calls every day. People are afraid right now about their cat, and they're taking extreme measures. They're euthanizing some of them. And just that is drop. so stupid. Why? Because to be afraid of your cat, <laughs> I wish the cats would be afraid of you and, and maybe attack. That's ridiculous. When you go to have the cat euthanize the cat should fight back because that is that is the dumbest thing is it any dumber than you actually thinking a cat knows it's going to be euthanized and they got to fight back that's ridiculous cats are incredibly intelligent animals okay they are and you know it the virginia public health veterinarian said this since this is an emerging situation out of abundance of caution i love that statement out of an abundance of caution, we've all learned that. I'm going to start having, we need T-shirts and bumper stickers. This is the virus of, out of an abundance of caution. 
It's recommended pet owners take the same common sense approach when interacting with your pets and, and uh, as you do with members of your household. Are you kidding me? Is this how far we've come now? Listen to what they're saying. You should, if you have a pet, wear a face mask around the pet. <laughs> the cat should have a little small face mask, too. And they say, don't share food with your pet. Now, who is, who is taking a bite of pizza and then letting their dog or cat take a bite and then continue? Do people do this? Yes, they do it all the what time. What the hell you know, are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. This you know like, people do that. People, you know, people do that all the time. It's incredibly disgusting. Bad for the animal. Oh, it's the very animal. Very bad for the animal. The animals. It's not going to hurt you to hand off a slice of pizza to your dog, other than you'll be short one slice to chow on later, as I know you like to I do. But the bottom line is, it's very, it's very bad on the animal. Okay, why why are you worried about? I don't understand. What what's the why problem? am I worried about an animal? No, well, what's the point? An animal eats the pizza. It's bad for the animal because he's eating after you, or because, because he should be eating a specific kind oh, of I animal see. food. I'm sorry, I that his I was body is to. used to, of course, and that it it won't make. You are the world's sick. worst best. You are the world's best pet owner. You find somebody with a dog that weighs four hundred pounds. He's been chowing on a little bit of the stuff in the refrigerator that he should not be eating. You feed him his regular food, he won't weigh 400 pounds. He won't be unhealthy. He won't have a massive heart attack. So for And dogs have massive heart attacks. Yes, they do. Have you seen seen what dogs eat in the wild? I don't think our pizza is Out in the wild? Out in the wild, like like any other animal. Yeah, I mean, they eat everything. They go to the garbage can. You're worried about a, a pizza for a dog? Yeah, but they... Dogs don't typically stay out in the wild forever. You know, some dirtbag will drop their dog off. And get euthanized because of the crime. Drive them out to the country and leave them for dead. You know, and, and then they'll eat what they can eat to stay alive. And then somebody with a big heart will pick that animal up and take it home and give it a loving his, home. His name's Richard. <laughs> I have you, done that. You have done that too many times. Many, many times. Not just dogs, but turtles. Anyway, it's another story. So here's what they're suggesting. The Virginia Health Veterinarian, which I didn't know we had one, is suggesting that you don't share food with your pets. Here it is. You don't, Smart. You don't kiss. Now, this is just, this is ridiculous. You don't kiss your pets. Now, is this a problem I'm not aware of? No, no wonder people are sick. If you're kissing your pet and sharing food, that's a whole other conversation beside the virus. That is, that you shouldn't do that anyway. But people are doing this thing? I did not. I did you not. You know, know, people kiss pets. You know, that they may come up and kiss a little baby on the cheek. And they may come up and kiss a little dog on the cheek. They're not going to kiss the dog the way they would kiss their spouse, significant other, whatever. They're not going to lay oh, on oh, the no, dog. No, you know, it's I not going to get. I don't. I'm just it's, saying. It's not going to be. So now we're worried about our cats and our dogs getting the virus. This isn't happening. Um, people are worried about it. And so. Have you heard any anywhere in the news of a dog that's had this no, virus? No. Or a cat? No. Yes, a cat. The, the, the reason you heard this, of a yeah, cat? Well, I have. Belgium is reporting that a cat spread the virus. Well, I'm saying Belgium. Okay. All right. So what? You You're a liar. So You're this, a liar. Apparently. You're trying liar. to blame it. Exactly. They're blaming it. 
on a cat because somebody in government doesn't like cats. I'm Appar- sure that's what it is. Apparently, this Luna virus. Did I say Luna? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Biden, are you tell us what Luna is. Uh, our Secretary of State insisted, and this broke the meeting up basically in terms of our influence, that this be called the Luhan virus. Or Luhan. I'm sorry. Luhan. What I call it, the Luha. It's the Luhan, not the Wuhan. Joe Biden, again, you're at it. This be called the Luhan virus. Do you think he made that up, or do you hear that No, somewhere? I think he's just screwed up. Luhan virus now. This be called the Luhan virus. I like how he said Why it. Why do they call it the Luhan virus? That's a type of plywood. This be? This be, this be, <laughs> this be called the Luhan virus. No, it's not, Joe. It's not the Luhan virus. In fact, there's no such thing. Maybe that's what these cats are dying from, is the Luhan virus. It's, I think what he meant to say is Wuhan virus, although I'm not entirely sure. He might actually think it's called the Luhan this virus. This be called Biden. You can't make that stuff up. Now, here's Joe Biden this Started week. Started in South Carolina, didn't it, Joe? Come on, tell the truth. Joe Biden was uh, trying to explain what Trump is doing with the Luhan virus. <laughs> here's what he said. If you can make heads or tails of this, it'd be a miracle. Every week we get these things from Joey. Avoid that those very high numbers. We have to do at least several things. One, we have to, uh, and first what? of all, he has to uh, tell, uh, uh, wait till the cases before anything happens. Look, the whole idea is <laughs> he's got to get in place things that were shortages of. That guy's brilliant, because that must be what were you saying the other day about that being a different you know, language? They call the new math. Now this is a new language. This, this is, is the new. This is how they're going to teach. Our children in elementary school to talk. Now, it's I, called the, the Biden language. What do you think he's really saying here? I have no idea. Now, try, I mean, to, try to pick this apart. Listen to what he's saying. Avoid that those very high numbers, we have to do at least several things. One, All right, so we got that. To avoid the high numbers, we have to do several things. Number one is what, Joe? We have to uh, depend on what the president's going to do right now. So That's the first thing. So it what if the president's on, eating a cheeseburger right now? Yeah, what? Okay, that. I mean, what is he? I think he tries to recover from that. I think. Let, let's see what he says. Because what? And first of all, he has to uh, tell, uh, uh, wait till the cases before anything happens. Look, the whole idea is. <laughs> I think he gave up. <laughs> He's like, all right, wait a minute. Let's just, let's just move on from that. And then he doesn't get much better after he moves on. He's got to get in place things that were shortages of. Get in place things that were shortages of. Should we do it one more time just out of, of cured more? There's words missing in that sentence. There's a bunch of words missing. Uh, quite a few. Here, a thought process is missing in this sentence. <laughs> and first of all, he has to uh, tell, uh, uh, wait till the cases before anything happens. Look, the whole idea is <laughs> he's got to get in place things that were shortages of. Here you are all equally worthless. Just Biden. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366. Phone lines are open on this Friday, 454-1366. Coming up, is there, a, is there now a vaccine? There is a vaccine. We'll share it with you next. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. Just like Batman and Robin, your conservative, dynamic duo. Just new costumes and no utility belts normally. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. 454-1366. 454-1366. Talking about the Lujan virus. This be called the Lujan virus. The new virus. 
The new you, thought name. It was, you thought it was the Wuhan virus. It's not. Joe Biden said it's the Wuhan virus. The good news is we're starting to see some progress on the medical side of this. University of Pittsburgh Medical Center announced news this week. Now, this is actually unbelievable. I don't know if you've heard this yet. They're saying they've created a vaccine that can protect against developing this. And they want federal permission to uh, test this on humans. They're, they're convinced that it's, uh, it is a vaccine. And if that is true, then we need to be on this sooner than later, I would they think. They can right? test me. I, I mean, I mean, exactly. Let's get this thing I'll going. I'll drive up there. So apparently, you know I'll drive up there. The doctors are saying the vaccine is easily deliverable in large quantities. They further said the vaccine is one that is easily scalable to produce in large quantities. It includes a unique delivery method. In Give which, me a large quantity of it. The delivery method is what's really interesting here. Hundreds of tiny needles are in a patch the size of a Band-Aid. The needles are made of sugar and protein and dissolve in the skin to deliver the vaccine. I like sugar. I like protein. <laughs> I don't need the needles. I'll just eat it. The doctor said it's actually sugar and protein. Sugar and protein needles, and it's like a little Band-Aid. Here's a picture of it for you. In case you're wondering. How did they come up with a little needing a hundred needles? I mean, that would take a dedicated volunteer with a hundred needles. Well, it says hundreds of tiny needles. To be oh, exact. hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of tiny needles. Man, I'd hundred, still do it. Hundreds. I'd still do it. And they're tiny. Uh, the doctor actually says it feels like Velcro. Painless. He said pretty painless. Yeah. I mean, when, painless. when a doctor says that, you always know. Painless. painless. Well, pretty uh, well, painless. Pretty painless. Well, it doesn't it hurt too bad. Well, it's going to hurt like hell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What exactly is going to happen to me here? But you volunteered, so tie him down, folks. Oh, hell no. It's, it's, it's interesting when you begin to see that we came out with a vaccine like this, and, and Pitt's pretty concerned, Pitt School of Medicine is actually pretty sure they got this, how regulations of governmental agencies like the CDC and the FDA can hinder a quicker reaction. So it's big government. It's the alphabet soup of the federal government that's outside the bounds of the Constitution that actually limit a quick solution to find the vaccine. But how did they come up with hundreds of little bitty needles? Are you still stuck I on mean, the needle did, thing? Yeah, I mean, because how Why did they that do matter that? to you? Who did cares? Did they have a boatload of, of these little tiny needle things that they needed to use? Hey, let's get... You know, we ordered all those needles, and it cost a fortune, and we didn't find a use for them. Let's use them here. They're made of sugar and protein. That way we can get, like, can ten times the cost by let, the government. Let me explain what the normal human brain does with the information we just shared, okay? Normal human beings out there going, cool, that's a cool vaccine. You're worried about the hundreds of tiny little needles. I'm not worried about them. No, I'm just concerned. very you're curious, cons- curious Okay, how they came up with the use of hundreds of tiny needles. And sugar and a slice of beef or an egg or some kind of protein. I mean, how did they come up with that? Did someone spill their breakfast on uh, hundreds of little needles and go, holy crap, I spilled my breakfast and it's stuck in the hand? Their needles are made of sugar and they're made of protein. Those are what the needles are made out of. They dissolve in your skin. Oh, I see. You didn't say that. I did too. I absolutely said that. You did not. You read it. I read it. And you did not say it. You said it's hundreds of So did of I read it out loud, needles. or did I not? I think I read it out loud. He oh. called the Lujan virus. <laughs> exactly. exactly. 
Biden has been uh, incredibly good this uh, this season with the um, gaffes, <laughs> with the gaffes. And you know what? In fairness to Joe, he, he's getting them pretty close. I mean, they're pretty funny, actually. We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. So that's Joe's view of what Pittsburgh has done here. That makes total makes sense now, right? Sense. We have to take care of the cure because it's going to make it worse. Pittsburgh uh, Medical Place has found a vaccine, and Joe says this. We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. Not sure that anyone can even follow that. But, uh, when he, you know, he might just call it, he'd just stick with this would work. Go, you know, the, you know the thing. Of course. Just I'm call get, it a thing. I'm getting a Biden migraine. It's a vaccine. It's called Ever the thing. Ever had a Biden migraine? What is that? It hurts all over. It's painful. It just comes from. Is it the voice or the things he says exactly? It's the things he says when you're trying to figure out <laughs> it hurts. what he just it said. It hurts to come. You're like, does anyone in the room get it? Right. Exactly. I guess there's no one in the room nowadays. Barack Obama chimed in this week. He wants to. Uh, he wants you to focus on climate change. Oh my! Now that's important. How how sick does anyone have to be at this point to say, you know what? I'm really concerned. I mean, is anyone laying awake at night concerned about climate right now? I mean, I think everyone's laying awake. They're concerned. They're stressed. They've either got pay cuts or no job, and they're worried about the planet. I think Emperor Barry's more worried about the uh, his sinuses and all of these all this pollen floating around. He's got allergies or something, and that's probably what his definition of climate change is. The he, climate changed when the weather started getting warm, and the pollen is everywhere. We were talking about this at uh, at five o'clock about the Attorney General Trump uh, by. Um, L.A. Times says that Trump weakens the fuel economy standards. Uh, He actually made it better for you, but Obama tweeted this. We've seen all too terribly the consequences of those who deny warnings of a pandemic. We can't afford any more consequences of climate denial. I mean, that's the comparison. So who is no there is no comparison. Who's denying the pandemic? Who, Who denied the pandemic? It was China that denied the pandemic. You're talking about us denying the pandemic? We never denied it. Trump was the first one to stop flow from China. What's he talking about here? Barack Obama says, we've seen too terribly the consequences of those who denied warnings of a pandemic. No one's denied that. We can't afford any more consequences of climate denial. And by the way, who's denying that other than the people who actually have a brain on their head and thinking? This is, this is unbelievable. Talk about waste of Twitter space. I mean, at least Trumps are funny. Obama's trying to be serious with this, and it comes out he looks like a clown. I don't think Obama ever tweeted while he was president or while he was running. He had people who tweeted for him. Uh, Maybe so. He had tweeters that went around and said, hey, I'm going to say this. We have professional tweeters. You you think that sounds good? We'll do it then. I mean, he had tweeters. All right, your phone calls are next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. I love this man right here. Brother John. John Lee from Chesterfield. You're know? on AM820 WNTW and FM92.7 with the Lee Brothers. Hey, John. Buenos tardes, gentlemen. Buenos hey, tardes. Uh, 
I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a little bit shocked that anybody's concerned about global warming right now because let's see the 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 cruise lines aren't going anywhere. There's no planes up in the air. People are hardly driving. The sky is bluer than it's been in decades. Uh, I think we're going to wind up with some global cooling real soon because of the lack of pollution that's going up worldwide. Yeah, glaciers are coming are you back. Telling me, I think. Are you telling me Obama wants the coronavirus to save the planet? Is that what you're saying, John? I don't know. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have I have my doubts about the man. The man really believes in global warming because he keeps saying the uh, ocean levels are rising. Yet he buys a seventeen million dollar mansion on the freaking ocean. <laughs> exactly right. Am that I is exactly right. I miss that. You know I wonder what? how it cost him too. to insure it. Well, I, well, Al Gore. Al Gore is just as stupid. He's got one on the west coast on the ocean. And and John, what that means is is that they don't believe that. It's all exactly. for government. It's all for government, uh, big government agenda, socialist, not nature Nazi left. That's what it is. I wonder if we pretend to believe them if they'll invite us to their oceanfront homes. I wonder if they're in their oceanfront homes and they look right out and go, now. we only have 10 years. Let's enjoy this house for 10 years. It's ridiculous. These people are ridiculous. And their belief, glaciers are coming. You know what? I believe you know, there's a cooling. I used food. to love to ice skate, so the glaciers <laughs> are coming. All right, coming up. The most, um, actually, very uh, scary article. China's preparing to start a war with America. You've got to hear this. It, um, Folks, these are trying times. It could get a whole lot worse. Join us with William Kensert from American Thinker coming up to tell us about it. Stay tuned for that. And your phone calls, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 93.7 FM, 820 WNTW. and Henry, real Virginians, the Lee Brothers, on 820 WNTW. Just after 432, outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, City of the Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother, sitting to my left, sometimes is far left, <laughs> not that far anymore, is Richard Lee. All right, um... This is a, a trying time. Our our country is in a globally. Globally, right. it's a, you know our country is concerned about economics. We got people who are sleepless because of uh, work and uh, pay and health. And so I just want to pile on for a second, make it worse for you. Actually, this is very concerning, and I've always had a little bit of a concern about China in general. But it turns out that China is blaming the United States military for this virus and if they do that then they're actually creating all right so they're actually creating a um a sense with their people that america's to blame and america attacked them first with the virus and we're blaming them well that's the truth <laughs> so well, they're lying the their truth people. but their people would like to think that we're responsible that is dangerous. I read an article at American Thinker called China is Preparing to Start a War with America. I read it. My heart stopped beating. And when I came to, I called the author and asked him to join us. William L. Gensert is joining us right now with the Lee Brothers. William? 
Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right, so to say that I was concerned after your article is an understatement. Um, you believe that China's actions today are telegraphing an intent to start a war. And not, we're not talking about uh, a, a uh, web war. We're talking about a military strike. You believe that? I think it's possible. I think it's telling that uh, when when China started blaming somebody, they didn't blame the CIA, which is always the people everybody blames. They blame American military because if the American military does it, then it's an act of war on America's part towards China, justifying a military response from China. And this is not something that they're doing to uh, convince the world because the world thinks it's a clumsy attempt at propaganda. It's to convince their their population because they live and die on the support of their people. So you believe this is an attempt to bolster the people behind the communist regime? Exactly. I think that uh, Xi and the uh, Chinese Communist Party is probably at the weakest point they've been in 20 years. Yet, if they can convince the people that they've been attacked by by America, deliberately attacked by America seeding a pandemic among their society, they can, they can strike us in maybe in the South China Sea, and uh, their people will support them, a rally around the flag thing. Weakest uh, militarily or weakest financially? I think the uh, I think the I think since Donald Trump was elected, China's economy has taken a big hit. Right. They had a, they had a uh, almost a scam going. They could steal technology. They could make deals with American companies and break the deal. Uh, they could uh, flood our market with products to put. Uh, local manufacturers out of business, and Trump saw that, and he said, that's it, we're going to stop. So their economy has taken a big hit since 2017 when Trump took over, and uh, and that has weakened them both, both uh, not, maybe not militarily, but it's weakened them politically and economically. They still have a powerful military, but their economics, they don't have the same game they used to play. Right. I mean, they're not going to be able to go forward and steal every and make a deal to steal technology from american companies they're going to have to be uh, compete on a more level playing field which they really cannot do we're talking with william Gensert. he wrote an article for american thinker called china's preparing to start a war with america so william when what else are you seeing them do to prepare for this in your mind i mean you aren't are they throwing out i guess they are they're throwing out reporters from the wall street journal and new york times um is that the kind of stuff you think is a red flag so Bad analogy, possibly. I think I, I think the uh, everything they've done since this has happened, the, the pandemic, they they shut, they they lied about it, they let it go throughout the whole world. You know, uh, I don't know how many people will end up dying because of this, but probably ninety percent of them didn't have to die if China had just come clean. If they were willing to play uh, on a level field as a a legitimate country and not a criminal enterprise practically, a lot of people wouldn't have to die. And uh, at this point in time with their, their economy weak and, and Xi feeling the, uh, you know, feeling competition at home from, from uh, competitors for leadership, that, that this is the opportune time for them. They have nothing to lose. Is, is that true? Is that do they really have nothing to lose? Because if they if they did, it's pretty much over 
for the country, for the for the world. That is, we could have, we're actually going to have a war if they attack us. Uh, China can't really recover from that. Do they? Do they expect they could? Is that? Does it? I, I don't think they view it as that. China China looks at the long game. Now, say they were to attack. A, uh, a sink an American destroyer in the South China Sea. They have anti-access aerial denial weapons that far outrange whatever we have. They outrange our planes. They outrange our defensive weapons. They outrange our attack weapons, except for the B-52, the B-1 bombers, things like that. So say they sink a, a destroyer in the South China Sea, and we respond by sinking two or three destroyers of theirs, and then it just stops. What happens then? America, of course, is going to say, we can't defend the South China Sea any longer. Let's draw back from the first island chain, which is the island chain from Japan to the Philippines to the Indonesia archipelago. If they draw back before that, that exposes Taiwan. That means we we have a uh, self-defense. Yes, we do. Yes, with Taiwan, and Correct. if they get attacked, we have to come to their aid. But if we if we we if we have withdrawn our forces beyond the first island chain, we can't come to their aid. Plus, our our air our bases in Okinawa and Guam are within range of Chinese weapons. And recently, Australia agreed to use one of their air force bases to uh, lengthen the airstrip to accommodate. B-52s. Now, if you put four or five B-52s in Australia, China can't reach them with their access denial and aerial and area denial weapons. That's a threat to them. So they're looking at they're looking at uh, they're a country who's going to be old. They're going to be the oldest country in the world within 10, 20 years. They have because of one-child policy. They have 100, 200 million young men with no hope of ever getting a bribe. Now, 200 incel men can either be a armed force willing to fight or they can be a bane upon society. Mm. What will China choose? Well, my, my, you really think it would be a battleship, and then we they take out one of ours, and we take out three of theirs. You think it would end there? Because you're, you're kind of painting the picture; it would never end. It would they go end, into uh, an Cold War? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think look uh, look what happened with Iran. Iran has been fighting a war for, with us for forty years. Until Trump took out Soleimani, they were nothing but a threat to us. We never did anything back. They keep hitting us over and over and over again, and we. Barely hit them back. He takes out their main terrorist. Uh, Iran does this, you know, uh, while they're walking back, they they point in the face and say, see, and they hit us with some missiles that really don't do anything. And now they've been pretty much quiet. Nobody's, gonna, uh, nobody's going to want a full-out war. China cannot win a war against America. We're too powerful, and they just do not have the forces. They can't invade overseas, but they can, they're pretty strong in the South China Sea. They can win a confrontation, hmm. even if, and even if they they can win a confrontation, even if they lose the battle, they you, still gain. From they that. gain. They gain from that. They this gain has by been coming us. on for a while, wouldn't you say? Because we interviewed Randy Forbes, Congressman Randy Forbes, eight to ten years ago, and he told us then that China was incredibly dangerous to the United States. They had weapons we didn't have. We had weapons being developed course, Obama kind of put them on the back burner 
Um, but it, he, he led us to believe eight to 10 years ago that there, this potentially could happen in the, in the not too distant future. So you think, think this is right. you think this has come been coming on for a while? Oh, I agree. I agree. I was talking about this. I wrote an article in in 2012 talking about how China was not going to have be the it was, this wasn't going to be China's century. It was still going to be America's century. From that point on, I get phone calls. I get voicemails every day on my phone in Chinese. Wow. Now all of a wow. sudden, within the last month, they stopped. Really? So I'm noticing as you're speaking to us here that, and maybe I'm completely wrong on this. Are you not so concerned about this? You seem like it, even if it happened, it's not the crisis of biblical proportion. I read your article and I literally almost threw up. I was like, this is unbelievable. This would be bad. What what is your take on this? Are you more? I I think that, that, uh, first of all, we should have recognized this a long time ago. Right. Uh, Barack Obama took a decade off yeah. from, from recognizing China as the threat they were. I think um, our government and our military did recognize this a long time ago. I, I think they did, but Obama starved them of the funds to actually compete with them on the basis they needed to be competed with. A- absolutely. Um, I couldn't agree more. All right. I mean, uh, uh, he okayed the F-35, whereas... There were better planes, you know. The F-22 was a better plane. But he took the F-35. That, they don't have the range. That doesn't have the range that that China's cruise missiles and ballistic missiles have. And then now, he shut down the F-35 to where they were only going to build a handful. Exactly. Exactly. Obama took a decade off. When he said he was going to refocus America onto the Pacific, I thought, oh, finally, someone recognizes China as the enemy that they are to America. But no, he was finished surrendering to Iran and the rest of the world. He wanted to turn to surrender to China, and it's exactly what he did. And there was there was intelligence saying that when China built those man-made bases in the South China Sea, that if 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 uh, Obama had just said no, they would have abandoned it. Now they have military bases that they built in out of nothing. So is so you don't have a fear of this, that. William. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but is is your fear? Where do you think this will go if it ends up happening? Are you as fearful as I just described myself as, or no? Uh, yes, yes, I'm fearful. However, I think that China has China's on the clock. They they are they have an extreme amount of debt. They're they're eating up their uh, their foreign reserve currencies uh, in a tremendous way. This the, the pandemic has has shown the world who they are. So unless they change the facts on the ground, everybody is going to start to uh, distance themselves on China. They're going to start to take control of their supply chains. And I think there's a risk. I don't think it's going to be ever the all-out war because neither China, China won't win, and America doesn't want that. They don't want to. You don't, you don't think Russia would get involved, North Korea would get involved, and there would be this another World read War III? My mind. Uh, I, I think Russia is cozying up to China now because of the whole uh, Russia, Russia, Russia thing. And they would rather be on our side, but they're going to take the side. They're going to take the side that's willing to take them. And China will buy their military, but China's going to do the same thing to them. They're going to copy their jets. They're going to copy their missiles. And sooner or later, they're, they're going to come for Russia. They want Russia's, they want the, uh, the uh, resources, yeah. 
resources in Russia. Yep. And at some point, they're going to turn on them. And Russia realizes that. Okay, uh, they'll sell China weapons. That's, you know, Putin has a, an, an economy that's entirely based on fossil fuels and yep. military. But the military is a small part. But if they can keep selling weapons, they can keep their military current enough. But the, if they ever have a trouble in their backyard, they can handle it. But Russia is no longer a big power. Uh, they just do not have the military, and they're straining. They're at the they're at the very top of their ability right, for what so, they're doing in Syria. Yeah. They can't really contribute to anything that China can do except for selling them planes and other weapons. William, thank you. We appreciate William, your time very much. It's been a Good great stuff. interview. Thank you so much. William Genser. Thank you. Can, you, I, you bet. Thank you, sir, for joining us. William Genser, you can find uh, his article, China's Preparing to Start a War at AmericanThinker.com. Four five four thirteen sixty six Lee Brothers. Thank God for Trump is what I must say. Can you imagine if this was uh, Hillary right now in the That'd White be House? Scary. And where would our military be? And this China threat is real. That's a scary interview. And I'm uh, I'm. Um, I actually, after talking to him, I feel better than I did when I read the article. If I'm throwing up now, I'm like, eh, maybe we will both shirt up just to ship out of the water or something. If you're going to throw up, get the can from behind <laughs> you. Paul, you're on FM 92.7 and AMA 20 WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the program. Thanks a lot. Hey, guys, you're great patriots. Thanks a lot. appreciate what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, uh, I, I, was, I might digress just a moment. I heard you talking about the vaccine and the little needles with sugar, you may find this very interesting, guys. Back in the 1950s, I remember as a little boy, polio was sweeping across the nation. And there was a mass inoculation when Dr. Jonas Salk invented the vaccine against polio. And I remember standing in line with my mom and dad at the firehouse. Wow. And we went in, and they gave us the vaccine, and the vaccine was on a sugar cube. Yeah, I remember that. Wow. Do you remember that? I do remember that. How about that? Did we? If I remember correctly, we got the sugar cube every year. Uh, for a while, that's correct. Yeah. We did. Yeah, I, I yeah. enjoyed the sugar cube. I don't know what it is about sugar, but there's definitely something in the, the delivery of vaccines that goes along with yeah. that. Being a diabetic, I love my sugar, but <laughs> nowadays, I, you know, I'd, I would have to get a Splenda cube, I guess. Great reminder, Paul. Thank you yeah, very that, much. That's pretty Pretty You're cool. quite welcome. Again, thanks, guys. You bet. Thank you. 454-1366, 454-1366. Something, uh, something happened this week with Trump. You know, he's he's got this stimulus he's working on, right, the government stimulus that would give a check to everybody, and it's a rescue package, as it were. And uh, and, and Trump's taking questions uh, from the uh, news and the press, and uh, here's the question he got about illegal aliens. 
Mr. President, a couple of questions, one for you, one for Mr. Wolf, if possible. Um, over 5 million immigrants in this country do pay taxes through their IT numbers, yet they will not receive any money um, in their stimulus package. And no undocumented immigrant will receive any aid from the government during this crisis. How do you suppose they survive during the COVID-19? Interesting question, isn't it? They continue to work with no taxes taken out for free, doing whatever it is they do in some cases. That is an interesting question, and it's kind of asking the president to say, well, we're going to have to take care of our illegals, too. Right. I mean, isn't that interesting? The question is from a press, hey, uh, there are people who came illegally across the border. What are you going to do about that? Why wouldn't the question be, hey, we have all these citizens of America who need this stimulus, the question you're asking me is about people who broke our laws to get here and what we're going to do? What is wrong with you? Who they thinks that way? They could have come here legally. They could have. And they would probably be getting a stimulus packet. I think Trump's answer, I want, you to, I want you to think about how Trump would answer this versus like a Hillary Clinton or a Barack Obama. Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama and say, well, absolutely, we'll find a we're way. We're going to take care of them first. First. Are you kidding? Before every citizen. Exactly. They've lived rough long enough. <laughs> Here's Trump's answer. Well, you know, you're saying undocumented, meaning they came in illegally. And a lot of people would say we have uh, a lot of citizens right now that won't be working. So what a great point. That's the point, right? That is the point. A lot of people would say, wait a minute, we have that citizens. That pay. And by the way, it's not like we have a bank of money. We're actually going to debt doing this. And now you're asking us to give it to people who aren't our citizens of our country? He continued. What are you going to do? It's a tough thing. It's a very terrible, it's a very sad question. I'm a, you know what? And that's a, you know, and that's a, that's a nice response. It is. It's a great response. He could have said, what about him? He could have been. Right. You know, I don't know how I would have responded. Like, well. Yeah, we do. We're going to have soup. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll set up soup kitchens for the illegals and we'll have ice there to lock them up and put them on boxes. So, I mean. So Trump does a great job by saying, hey, look, um, we have citizens who need the money. And at the same time, he recognizes the humanity of it and the problem of it. But he comes back and says, but we have citizens. Trump actually shows amazing compassion here, but admits that I can't solve every problem. I've got to take care of American citizens. CJ, did you find that song I asked you to look up, the Phil Collins song? Okay be honest with you but they came in illegally and uh we have a lot of people that are citizens of our country that won't be able to have jobs now i do think once we get rid of the virus i think we're going to have a boom economy i think it's going to go up rather quickly maybe very quickly uh, but it's a, it's a really uh, rather very sad situation and we are working on it I, w- I think that i think i would have said hit it and had somebody play song by phil collins it's no fun being an illegal alien. I want to fire that off, let it play a, it's not a, a little bit, and it's then cut it, and went, went on to the next question. He's the president. I know that, <laughs> but it still would have been hilarious had he fired that song. All right, 454-1366. Phone lines are open, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW.
where hosts think they know everything? Call the Lee Brothers. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. So by the time this uh, this pandemic is over, we're going to be convinced of a couple things. One is that open borders are a menace. That globalization is a menace. That public transportation is a menace. People are safer in their private cars. There's no doubt about it. The world's going to be different that, when, when this nightmare is over. We realize that public schools are a menace. Homeschooling is great. We realize that uh, Hollywood is a bunch of nincompoops. The mainstream media is useless. They're a useless menace, by the way. Communists can't be trusted, and they're a menace. By the way, we knew that before, but now we have the mainstream media supporting China over our country. We will hopefully realize that Trump is not responsible for everything that takes place on this earth. I mean, there's been people pointing their fingers at Trump like, uh, there, there's an organization that thinks he has a weather machine, if that's not <laughs> stupid wow. enough. But now there are people who think he has a virus machine. There I are, mean, there are idiots on this earth that are just dumb as fence that is posts. True. That is true. And we're going to realize just how many, hopefully, there are. So the, um, the, uh, here's what else we're gonna, we learned. We're going to learn from this whole thing. All essentials must be manufactured within our own borders. Yes, we need to become exclusive these are, these are in our things. medicine. I mean, right. Russia, right. China's going to punish us by not letting us have the medication that our elderly people need. Do you realize right now 3M is making these 95 masks in yeah. China? and they're and selling them China, to other countries. Because China won't let them export them. They're making all these things. And China says, no, no, you're not sending them outside our country. That's what China's doing to 3M right now. It's un- unbelievable. Did you realize 3M will not sell them to people in the United States? Yep, that's happening too. All right, coming up. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Arlington, Virginia man 3M is in jail for defending his store from the bad guys. That's unbelievable. And Makes everyone no and everyone can help with the virus unless you're a Christian. Then we don't want your help. That all is next. Check us out at 927fm820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. More Deadhead. All right, so a uh, Arlington, Virginia man is in jail for defending his store from the bad guys. That's true. It's not a parody. The Virginia Attorney General, instead of seeing that story, is suing Trump over car cafe standards. I kid you not. So much for defending Virginia law. What a waste of human that guy is. And the media, the left, and Democrats say everyone can help with the virus unless you're a Christian. That's next, Virginia citizens and American patriots. Radio, as the founding fathers intended. The Lee Brothers, my name's Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this beautiful Friday afternoon. Something to think about, too, if you like our Attorney General, 
he's going to sue Trump with your tax dollars. You know, and there's no way he's going to win a case against the president of the United States as stupid as this case is. That guy, Wreck-It Ralph, they all should have been gone back when the state had an opportunity to can all three of them. Well, the attorney general is, um, is not worried about Virginia law. His title is the top lawyer in the state, is, is to defend Virginia. Is to defend Virginia law. And defend That's what you do. the citizens of Virginia. Right. You don't go sue over a cafe standard on a car manufacturer. Do we have car manufacturers in Virginia? I don't know. And, by the way, he's more concerned about the planet. We'll get into all that. The guys, it's just insane. But first, the story that really set me off this week happens to be about the virus and what people are doing to help with the virus. Now, if you haven't heard this by now, I'm sorry, but you need to know what Franklin Graham is doing with Samaritan's Purse. Samaritan's Purse is a charity. It's run by Franklin Graham. Franklin Graham is a born-again Christian. He's an an unbelievable human being who cares about everybody because, I don't know if you know this, but the Christian faith actually says that. It actually says you're to care for everybody. You're supposed to put people above yourself. You consider yourself less than your neighbor. You actually consider yourself uh, unworthy and saved by God. That is an amazing Christian view. In fact, men of good Christian character were very instrumental in founding the country with a view that man is desperately wicked without God. And people like that today do for others. More than anyone else. More than anybody else. They, uh, in fact, it was the Judeo-Christian uh, viewpoint, the Calvinist view, that said you work harder on your job because God called you to. Exactly. Now, what employer would look at a Christian and go, I don't want you. You work too hard. This is the most, and to, to me, the reason Your this. coworkers might. Yeah, they might. The thing that frustrates me about this is the outrage by the mayor, de Blasio, in New York City for Samaritan's Purse being, being set up a field hospital in Central Park to treat the overflow patients from Mount Sinai Hospital. They, they set up 90, or I'm sorry, 68 patients can be housed in this facility with respirators to help them. And a lot of people are housed in this facility. Here, here's what... They're saving lives. Jonathan Merritt wrote, many residents have spoken with are very concerned that there's an anti-gay evangelical relief organization shutting up shop in their backyard. And that is a complete pile of dinosaur dung. Wait a minute. Not true. So, so this, so Samaritan's Purse disagrees with the gay lifestyle. So you think, you you ignorant, you ignorant person. And I want to say this <laughs> as nice as possible. You actually think they're going to say, "What is your sexual preference before you come in this tent? What is wrong with you?" Then he goes on to say, "The mayor says this. Listen to this. This is the most unbelievable statement. We're going to send people." over from the mayor's office to monitor this. We're very concerned that this is done right. Wow. Unbelievable. Now, it, it doesn't end there. It, this insane sanity doesn't end. Here's the New York City councilman by the name of Corey Johnson. This is very disturbing. I can't even believe this is being said, quite honestly. It's so frustrating. This is very disturbing, he says. We need reassurances from the city 
that Samaritan's Purse and its volunteers will be monitored and that LGBT community will not be discriminated against in any way. Why doesn't Samaritan Purse pack up and go to another city that's not going to be managed by a boatload of jackasses that are going to say things like that? I thought these people were the tolerant ones. Are these the tolerant ones or the intolerant ones? Of course not. I'm wondering which one they are here in this scenario. They're the intolerant ones, and they are always the intolerant ones. Do you think Franklin Graham went in the New York City and said, hey, let's set up this this Samaritan's Purse Hospital. And try to keep them from monitoring us. And and don't let any gays in. Yeah. No no gay people. And make sure no one monitors us so we can get away with it. Of Of course not. I hate to tell the radical left, liberal pukes, and all the rest, you hateful people, that Samaritan's Purse does not care about your sexual preference. You do. You care more than anything. It is everything to the people on the left. But Samaritan's Purse is more concerned about the heart of people. Right. Not what they actually do. They don't. They don't care. Do they have standards? You bet. They believe adultery is wrong. They believe... that uh, homosexuality is wrong. They believe that stealing is wrong. They believe a lot of things are wrong. It doesn't make them evil. But they're going to take care of whoever walks in their door. Yeah, would you rather have, I mean, you can take this as far as you want. Would you rather (laughs) walk into a, a secular hospital that claims there is no God, or would you rather walk into Samaritan's Purse who believes they are doing God's work and will take care of everyone as if they're called by God to do so. I mean, <laughs> are we really this far down the path? It's unconscionable and th- to think that people are upset over this. All right, here's another one. You want another one that to blow your mind on All this? All we can do is pray for those people. <laughs> State Senator Brad Holloman, or Hoyleman, is, I guess is how you say his name. Here's what he said. By the way, he's openly gay, openly anti-Christian. He's very tolerant, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so tolerant that uh, I wouldn't want to walk on the same side of the street with this gentleman. He said this. This is a state senator. It's a shame that the federal government has left New York with no other choice but to accept charity from bigots. You know, those okay. men. The, well, yeah, all right. bigots are all that are being pointed at and called bigots. Pack up your toys. And go home. Go to another state. Go somewhere else. I mean, that that is... Who's being they hateful? They are the tolerant. Yeah. Who's being hateful here? You're Senator uh, Holloman, Hoyleman. You're calling names. They don't, they're not bigots. They have a standard of right and wrong, and you can't stand that. So you don't like it. You call them bigots for that? He goes on to say, they're being set up by a notorious anti-gay bigot, Franklin Graham. Mr. Graham must promise to treat every patient with dignity and respect. <laughs> you know what? This should not even need to be defended. I can tell you right now, the idea of the Judeo-Christian principles and heritage that began in church and, and uh, hospitals, which by the name typically all have Christian names, thank God for Christian men and women who do God's work and ignore idiots like this guy. Amen. I mean, this virus is killing everybody, and he's concerned that someone's going to show up and hold back gay people. This virus is not discriminating. I mean, it, it's taking 
Now here's everyone. Here's how mean can. And, and nasty Franklin Graham is. Here's how disgusting of a Christian human being Franklin Graham is. Here's what he said. <laughs> we are evangelical Christians, and we hire Christian men and women to work in our hospitals. We are there in Jesus' name. That's just who we are. We don't compromise on that issue. Well, he sounds evil. I don't that's, know if I, I don't want if horrific. I want to go to that. I don't know if I want to be part that's, of that. That's horrible. I don't want to go there. No. Only in New York City is this a problem. And it, by the way, it's not a problem for the people of New York. It is a problem for the elected liberal elites who can't stand the idea that there are people with real core principles and values and show up to help people. They're mocked, impugned, and made fun of. It's just unbelievable. By the way, it doesn't stop there. Mike Lindell from My Pillow showed up and said something amazing uh, at a Trump press conference, and Mike Pence was asked the most disgusting question by CNN. That is next, and your phone calls. 454-1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820, WNTW. Richmond's conservative compass, the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. You feel that? I guess it's, um, we've, our culture has changed so much and you mock Christianity now. You, you mock it because they have a standard of truth and right and wrong. And, 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 and no one can have a standard of truth and right and wrong. Unless you're a liberal, then if you mock them, boy, the media come down on you and crush you. But it is cool today to hate the Christian world deal. Do you think it's... These people exist because God will forgive them for their ignorance just, and their mocking. I just can't get over how how it is good and decent to be a man who believes that he's held accountable to a higher being. And that is mock now. Now, look what happened here. Mike Lindell has moved his factory from making pillows to making masks and other things in this crisis. Mike Lindell is the my pillow guy. Yeah. Now, Mike Lindell is a born-again Christian, self-proclaimed, except he always hasn't been. He was a drug addict, heroin addict, and he um, got from that lifestyle, started this factory, and now has changed what he's doing to make masks for the, the, the virus. And so Trump... Ask a couple companies to come up and during the press conference and speak to this. Mike Lindell comes up and begins to explain what he's doing inside his factory. And the left goes crazy, not for that, but for what he said here. God gave us grace on November 8, 2016 to change the course we were on. God had been taken out of our schools and lives. A nation had turned its back on God. And I encourage you to use this time at home to get to home to get back in the word, read our Bibles and spend time with our families. With our great president, vice president and this administration and all the great people in this country praying daily, we will get through this and get back to a place that's stronger and safer than ever. And that simple one minute comment drove the left out of their minds. You think they went home and threw their pillows away? <laughs> no, no. This, uh, one I of, hope they did. <laughs> one Twitter comment said, Trump just called the my pillow guy to the podium in the Rose Garden. You can't make this stuff up. He was, why did he call him up there? 
He called him up there to talk about his factory. Actually, Mike Lindell leaned over to Trump and said, can I make a private statement, a personal? And, and Trump said, sure. And that's when he said that. You think Trump said, hey, come up here and talk about how great Christianity is. No. But who cares? This is America under God. This is the, the United States of America where we think our rights come from a creator. And now he's mocked for mentioning it? Here's another Twitter post. So my Tiger King binge, which is the worst show ever. I don't know where this Tiger King thing came from, but anyway. So my Tiger King binge was interrupted by a text saying the CEO of MyPillow is now part of presidential briefings. Please tell me this is a prank. He wasn't part. This is, this is what's wrong with the, the, the irrational left. None of that happened. It's not a presidential briefing. And he, and he wasn't part of it. He was explaining what his factory's doing. What's the name of that show? Tiger King. You haven't heard about this thing? No. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's about, uh, I don't even know what it's about, but it, it's, I, I watched some of it. I, I heard some of it out the other night, and I'm trying to figure out. It's about a guy that runs a, have you heard of it? No. Oh, okay. You're mocking me then. CJ's laughing. Here's another guy. John Ziegler uh, twit, tweeted out. He said, let's be very clear. Mike Lindell, whom I was once forced to listen to for an hour, is way more insane than Trump. It's not even close. Wow. Why, why is he insane? I, I don't. I, I missed the part where, he, where he's insane. I mean, because he has a Christian worldview? How about this one? Jamie O'Grady tweeted this. Are you effing kidding me? He has the MyPillow guy on to sell his garbage product during a pandemic briefing. No? No, that's not. That's not at all what happened. at all. Not even close. Is the American left this dumb? Yes. Yes. Yeah, apparently. And then there's this. Not all of them, but some are very, very dumb. Norman Ornstein said this. This is his Twitter account. He said, fact, Mike Lindell is an awful human being, an utter embarrassment to my home state of Minnesota where he manufactures his pillow. And and why is he an awful human being? Where is the hate coming from? Where is this intolerable hatred for evangelical Christianity coming from? Is there something these people have done to you in your past life? I mean, what is so... Is there something they should have done to you in your past life? I just don't get it, man. It's unbelievable. It didn't stop there. Then there's this. Mike Pence was on um, Wednesday with a show. By, this guy's name is Byron Pitts, an interview with Mike Pence. And um, the interview question is the only thing I'm going to play for you because I don't even think Pence heard him right. This interview question is a massively insulting disguised as compassion. Listen to this question. I, and I ask this not as, in a political way, but for you, sir, like so many of us in our nation, you are a person of deep faith. No one doubts that. When you talk to God in your moments alone, do you find yourself worrying at all that people you represent and care deeply about have died and will die who did not need to because of steps the federal government did not take soon enough? So he's mocking Pence in his prayer. In your prayer time, Mike Pence, do you recognize that your inability to move the federal government caused people to die in your prayer time? When you're talking to, it's such mockery. It is, I would have ripped his head off with the love of Jesus, obviously. Donald Trump saved thousands of lives with his actions, and 
the Democrats all criticized him for taking the actions he took, closing borders and such, preventing people from entering this country, and the Democrats said he was wrong to do so. Right. And he saved who knows how many thousands of lives. So think about think about the question. The question isn't even about did the government move too fast. It was this was a purposeful attempt to embarrass Mike Pence. The left loves this question. And you when you're talking to God time. I mean here listen to it again. When you talk to God in your moments alone, do you find yourself worrying at all that See, do you find yourself worrying at all about the people that died because of you, Mike Pence? This is mockery. If I was Mike Pence, I would have said, You are a jerk. You're a jerk. You know? I don't in my talk to God time, do I worry that people have died because of me? I mean, this is insulting, but this is the American left today. They are anti-God, and they hate people who aren't. It's, it's the American media. Which and, is the same and, thing and as American left. People, well, the American media is part of the left. All right, they fo- suck right. at life. <laughs> your phone call's next. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Divine Faith Ministry in Petersburg honors our fighting men and women of the military and all of the veterans who have gone before you. We salute you and thank you for your sacrifice. We understand freedom comes with a price. Thank you for serving our country and defending our freedoms. Our prayers go with you and your families. Stay safe, stay strong, and may God bless America. This military tribute from Divine Faith Ministry in Petersburg, saluting all Watson and Divine Faith veterans. Dave Ramsey here for one of our insurance-endorsed local providers, Brian Nogle with Blue Ridge Insurance. Brian is one of our ELPs for the greater Richmond area because he is a reliable, trustworthy agent that provides exceptional service. Brian and his team can search through policies from many insurance companies to find you the one with the best price and coverage. Find out if you could be saving by giving Brian a call today, 804-223-5005. Touch that something. I think you understand. Oh yeah, we get it. Now I need a scrubbing. Scrubbing. I gotta wash, wash my hands. hands. <laughs> I gotta wash my hands. Wash your hands, baby. I gotta wash my hands. Don't sneeze. Don't sneeze. Next to me. Next to me. Watch where those droplets land. <laughs> Wash my hands. I gotta wash my hands. Continues. Hold on. I gotta wash my hands. Here we go. There's more. Cause if I catch it, I'll feel crappy inside. <laughs> I even want my latex gloves. Sanitized. 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 That's just hilarious right there. You need to send that to me, CG. I'm going to put that on our page. 
That's awesome. By the way, 97fm820am.com, 97fm820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. takes you to our page. There's uh, two great stories there. One is conservatives are the real environmentalists. Now, I kid you not, it's a phenomenal video. Uh, actually, open your eyes a little bit. Uh, and it's something we've said on this show quite a few times. But 927fm820am.com, click on the Lee Brothers, takes you there. And want a good laugh? You need one. I promise you, you'll laugh at this video. 927fm820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you directly to our page. All right, coming up. Um, our Attorney General is, um, well, Richard would say bonehead. Is that what you, is that a good word? Yeah. Okay, good word. Definitely Instead, bonehead. Instead of defending a gentleman who was defending his store from burglars, he's more concerned about the planet and the cafe standards on cars. We're going to lay this out for you. And it just might make you throw up. So, in your barf bucket. All right, coming up, that and your phone calls, 454 1366. We are the Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820. WNTW. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Sibling rivalries, brotherly love, the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Just after 532, outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother, who sits to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. All right, 454-1366. Phone lines are open on this Friday afternoon on the drive home. Drive home from what? (laughs) Nobody's working. I hope they're all home listening, uh, sheltering, eating a tremendous amount of food. 454-1366. All right, so the Attorney General caught uh, caught my eye this week. Should catch yours, too. This guy... There's never been a biggest leftist ever. There, there's two things that are happening in Virginia. Well, there's actually one in Virginia. The other one's outside of Virginia. One of them is this story out of Alexandria. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Arlington, Virginia. L- this is unbelievable. Th- there is a, an employee in a, um, I guess it's a tobacco smokehouse, right? And um, he uh, sleeping in South Arlington in a smoke shop early Sunday morning. And mass three mass criminals smash a window and break into his store. Now, he's an employee. So he's sleeping there. He's trying to stay contained. Remember, this is a virus going on. The, the, the owner had provided a gun, so this, this employee grabs a gun, walks out into the cells floor, shoots the weapon, striking one of the juveniles in the leg, apparently. The employee retreated back in the room, re-entered the cell floor, discharged the gun again, and the subjects w- fleed the business. The juvenile was shot, was, uh, was fine. He expects to survive without problem. Here's the problem, though. The big problem? Arlington County police charge him for malicious wounding, reckless handling of a firearm, and violation of a, of a protective order. What the hell are you talking about? I, I can't even believe it. The police told him that instead of defending the property or his life, 
literally they say you should have ran out the back door. But he didn't. They didn't arrest any of the criminals. Correct. Just the guy that was protecting the property from the criminals. Are you? Are, are, yeah, is this the a, government. The governor recently said, "You know, we're not going to charge people with simple crimes." Right? He did say that. Well, that was actually so, Brian Moran, who was the uh, health secretary. But yes, by the governor's dictate. The guy protecting the smoke shop, um, in my opinion, didn't break any crimes. If you can't protect yourself from a criminal, that's, I mean, who can you protect yourself from? That's so 1776. I mean, come on. Oh, 20, yeah, I guess I'm living in the past. <laughs> what happens now? Right. <clears throat> I'm living in the past. I mean. Can you believe the police said, hey, instead of doing that, we're going to arrest you, by the way, for malicious wounding, reckless handling of a firearm, in violation of protection, we're arresting you. You should have just ran out the back. Are you kidding me? What what country is this? But even bigger than that, this is the Commonwealth of Virginia, the home of Jefferson and Madison, who pinned the Bill of Rights. Did the this Second guy Amendment. wound anybody? Yes, he shot the juvenile. Shot him in the leg. He shot a juvenile yeah. in the leg. So he was charged with shooting a juvenile in the leg who happened to be an up-and-coming criminal? The owner of the shop is furious here's what he said i was born in arlington virginia i pay taxes the gun is registered and everything is perfect but i can't believe as an american citizen we are being treated like this and this gets the criminals out there thinking we can go rob stuff kill people hurt people and guess what people have to run out the back door this is mind-boggling unquote yep it is it's disgusting but This is, and I've said this a thousand times on this show, and I want people to understand it. This is the logical consequence of liberalism. This isn't come from a Republican train of thinking. This doesn't come from conservatives. Nobody thinks this way. Normal, rational people think you ought to arrest the man who was sleeping, minding his own business. I've never heard you say that. (laughs) This is a logical conclusion of this. Of course he's a bad guy. He grabbed a gun. The guns are bad. They're evil. He shot a bad guy. He should have never shot the bad guy. Remember, bad guys are all all just good guys who've gone astray, and they shouldn't be shot at. Is this That's the most appalling story I have ever heard. Where's who? Who's the criminal in this story? Uh, well, Not we thought the we man knew. that got arrested. We thought we knew. <laughs> we thought we knew this. We thought it was all kind of common sense in America and Virginia who the bad guy was. But now we have to actually ask ourselves, who was the bad guy, Scott and Richard? <laughs> That's unbelievable. Meanwhile, the attorney general back at the ranch of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the home of Jefferson, Madison, Henry, that guy, the attorney general, doesn't isn't interested in this story. He he didn't care about this. He doesn't care about an injustice of mass proportions done in Arlington, Virginia, to a simple shop owner who is from Virginia, who is being robbed, trying to protect him. No, that's not of interest to the Attorney General. What's interest to the Attorney General is a fight to protect clean car standards. I kid you not. Attorney General hearing responded to Trump administration's announcement by suing him. You know... The attorney general is the top cop of the state. What is he has 
in my opinion, no business worrying about the clean government? car standards. He has no business worrying about any. He's supposed to be enforcing Virginia crimes. Law. Virginia law. Virginia law. Crimes. Why would an attorney general of any state be upset that there's not more regulation coming from the federal government? Trump is eliminating regulations. He's lessening them. There's an attorney general of a state anywhere that says, no, I want more regulation from yeah, the federal this level? State, this state, Virginia. The attorney general of Virginia is saying, I'm suing you because I want more regulation? What in the name of Sam Hill is wrong with Mark Herring? And he's spending your tax dollars to sue President Trump. Well, we don't have anything better to do right now. I mean, here's what Mark Herring is saying. This is his quote now. Remember, Mark Herring is to represent you in Virginia as the top cop. He shouldn't be interested in the federal government loosening any standard or any regulation. He shouldn't. Why is he concerned about that? If Mark Herring is concerned about the planet Earth, then he can lobby the General Assembly here to enact more laws in Virginia. And then he can go hug some trees. And then he can and then he can enforce those new laws. Right. But he wants the federal government to enact laws that he can enforce. That is insane. And to get the federal government to enact laws, he's going to sue yes, right. the president. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's and what you he said. guys elected him. Yep. Right. That's all I can say. Here's what here's what Attorney General or yeah Attorney General Mark Herring is saying. Quote from the first day in office, President Trump and his administration has shown they have. No regard for combating climate change. Or, uh, Attorney General, it could be that he believes the state should be more involved in that than the federal government. Maybe. I'm just, maybe he's a federalist. Maybe he's the same mold of Jefferson and Madison. I don't know. Maybe he is. He wants to turn things over to the states, let them make their own decisions, and run their own governments. How could the Attorney General of any state argue with that? I mean, think about this. Mark Herring is suing the federal government because they're not regulating enough. That is insane. Say what? (laughs) All right. So then he says this. This is where it gets stupid. Experts have warned that rolling back protections such as clean car standards will aggressively accelerate global warming with a wide range of consequences, including temperature increases, ocean warming, Sea level rise, increased hospitalizations, mortality, stress, die-off of animals, plant species, extreme weather, famine, drought, forced human migration. Wow. All that because Trump says the car standards can be rolled back? I don't think he's overplaying his hand at all, Richard. I think he's just, he's not over-exaggerating. What do you think? (laughs) That is insane. Uh, It's a bit scary. All that's going to happen because Trump rolled back protections. Now, let me dare let me tell you what he did. Here's what Trump did, in case you're wondering. What protections, Lee Brothers, did he really roll back? I want to know. This is scary stuff. This is like prices at Walmart. The rollback. The rollback. Trump's rule is the safe, affordable, fuel-efficient vehicle rule. It relaxes the impossible standards that Obama put in place. Impossible. It was going to cost you over $3,500 more to buy a car with Obama's standards in place. Uh, Trump looked at this and go, this is asinine. We're not going to save any planets. So his administration is helping the United States auto workers by replacing these Obama emission rules 
an impossible-to-satisfy Green New Deal standard. It's, it's unnecessary, and it's expensive penalties to, to buy cars. So he's going he's gonna to change it entirely. He's going to lower the average price of the car by $3,500. That's what Trump's going to do here. Engines will run better. There'll be a positive impact on the environment because of that. Now, who do you believe? Do you believe the attorney general, nature Nazi, big government elitist leftist? Or do you believe Trump, who's a business guy, who thinks it makes no sense to impose artificial, unattainable standards on car manufacturers that do nothing? I'd I'd like to see Trump take the ethanol out of the gasoline. Completely. Completely. There is a town... Front Royal, Virginia, where you can buy gasoline without ethanol, and you get like 30% better gas mileage. Truth. truth. Right. I'd like to go up there with a tanker, empty the dude's pumps. It's, it's, um, this is a good lesson for us and us serfs and peasants as uh, the attorney general looks at us. You know, pats us on the head, you cute little serf and peasant. I've got this. I'm going to make the federal government bigger, even though I'm just the attorney general in Virginia. I'm going to sue the federal government to make them bigger and more powerful. He's doing the exact opposite. And if you don't like it, I'm going to wear blackface for a week, like I did way back when. That's that's these three, the attorney general, the governor, and the lieutenant governor. These people are a train wreck for Virginia. They're not representing you. They're representing big government. Do you see that now? Look at the things that were passed in the General Assembly there in this last session. will make more hardship on you, especially after this virus. And right now, the governor is considering a hiring freeze, a freeze on the minimum wage increase, and a freeze on all government regulations and taxes that they imposed two, two months ago. <laughs> it's unbelievable. If the things they did two months ago are so good for everybody, then why would they be even worse with the virus. Can someone explain that to me? Because they're inherently bad anyway. That's why. Unconscionable. Anyway, uh, back to uh, reality, as it were, and your phone calls. Come up, the Seattle's police chief says, call 911 if you hear a racial slur. This is, it's unbelievable. That and your phone calls, 454-1366-454. 1366, the Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. James Madison and George Washington would be so proud. The Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. So this, uh, this virus is exposing the uh, the left in ways that we uh, really had no idea would happen. It's, it's kind of interesting watching them. I mean, they're they're worried about a Christian hospital in New York City. We see their real heart. They're worried about climate change. We got the Attorney General suing over climate change, and we have this Seattle police chief. Really out of whack. Now, Seattle is a train wreck of liberal proportions anyway. But the police chief, Carmen Best, used her most recent chief brief to update on the coronavirus 
to urge residents to dial 911 if they are victims of name-calling, specifically racist name-calling. I kid you not. So that's going to uh, do exactly what? Well, first of all, do you supposed to call 911 if someone cusses you out or uses a bad word or calls you some racist comment? Well, you call 911? Deep, they've been people calling 911 when stores were out of toilet paper. I mean. But you, but when you have the chief of police actually encourage it. That's pretty scary. Uh, how did uh, she become chief of police? Here's the comment. Oops. Do we have the iPad on here? Or do we have the equipment on? All right, here we go. We will document and investigate every reported hate crime. Even racist name-calling should be reported to police. That's a hate crime. take this information very seriously. If you aren't sure if a hate crime occurred, call 911. (laughs) We are here to help and will respond to investigate. You're not sure. We could call them and say, hey, hey, I'm not sure. I was in line the other day (laughs) buying some toilet paper, and a man behind me said, you think you got enough? And I just need to know if a hate crime occurred. And I'm not sure. Because so that's what she just said. Yeah. Dial 911 if, if, you, if you're you not think. sure. If you're not sure, right. If you aren't sure if a hate crime occurred, call 911. That's what we want. We hey, want 911. That's funny. Are you like that? We, got we want to keep the 911 operators tied up and let them make a decision whether or not you experienced a hate crime because Joe's Market is out of toilet paper. I don't even know what to say about people like this, but these it, we, we, we used to be able to laugh at this. You could mock it and say, ah, that's hilarious. But you know what? They're in charge. These people are in charge right She's now. She's a police chief. She is a police chief saying these ridiculous things. And nobody says, wait a second, uh, you want your 911 operators during the coronavirus scare to do what now? We will document and investigate every reported hate crime. Even racist name-calling should be reported to police. Okay, so a racist name-calling should be reported. They will document and investigate. They will put detectives out in the field where they could possibly be exposed to this incredible virus to investigate whether or not you were called a racist racist name and someone committed a hate crime. Boy, she is on the ball. <laughs> she is top-notch. Is it illegal? Last I checked, I don't think it was. Maybe it's changed in Seattle. Is it illegal to call someone a name? Can you be arrested for calling someone a name? The answer is no. Some might say... Depends on the name, I think. It doesn't matter what your name is! <laughs> exactly. I of think, course, I think it's can. not illegal. There's this thing called the First Amendment. You could call President Trump anything you want. You could call him every name under the book. You could call Barack Obama any name under the book. There's no law that says you can't. But there should be. There but, should be a law that the Secret Service can beat you unmercifully for calling the president, regardless if it's what are you talking Emperor Barry or joking. You're Big Don. If, they call, if you call the president something, that's disrespectful, and that's not the way that's not the United States should be. Oh, so you think there ought to be a I'm just going to clarify here because you just said that there ought to be a law against that, and I don't think that's what you meant. Would it you should, like to clarify it, that? No, what I'm saying is the Secret Service should walk over and punch your lights out if you call the right, president no, a I nasty get, name. I get it. Parody, joke. 
hyperbole. I get what you're saying because you obviously really don't mean that. But yeah, it's it was supposed to be funny. Got it. I don't. <laughs> I do mean it. So we have gotten to the point where this country we don't show the president of the United States. That's a different story entirely. The of respect course. they deserve, of course, but they shouldn't be arrested for it. That's the entire point we're making right now is that you, you can say stupid things and not get arrested for it. Lest the chief of police ask you to call nine one one. Disrespect the country and the president, then we should have some volunteer veterans that walk along with them. You know, my, you know, Dad saw that happen once, and he well, was, I know and that he agreed one hundred percent. There's a difference between taking it uh, at the local level and making the government do it. The government shouldn't be involved in, in policing speech. Although, if the left has their way, they get to. They're very close to this. They're very much totalitarian. Yeah. They're very much tyrannical. You know, you can only say what I think you can say. Thank God the First if Amendment was codified. If you don't agree codified. with me, keep your mouth shut. Right. And thank goodness that, that the founders codified the First Amendment. You know, the argument when Madison was telling Patrick Henry, don't worry about that. You know, Henry's like, uh, hey, by the way, I think we ought to take some of these. We ought to have a Bill of Rights. And Madison said, you don't thank God Madison kind of lost that argument and then wrote the Bill of Rights because now we actually have it codified and written down that, yeah, you know what? I can cuss you out. I can call you bad names and the police can't arrest me. It's kind of it's kind of the way it's supposed to be, unless you're now the chief of police in Seattle. We will document and investigate every reported hate crime. Even racist name calling should be reported to police. We take this information very seriously. <laughs> if you aren't sure if a hate crime occurred, call 911. We are here to help and will respond to investigate. Pure idiocy. I work in a bank and I was just robbed. Please hold. We have a hate crime on 911. <laughs> that is pathetic. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. <laughs> Virginia citizens and American patriots. The only two in talk show on the planet Earth. You know, the, the, we were talking at the break about honorary Lee brothers. If you want to be an honorary Lee brother, uh, you can be. There's a test, but, you know, we've kind of waived the test because of the coronavirus. If you are, uh, you know, we used to give it in person and then, you know. It's a dr- simple test. It's a simple and, uh, test about freedom and liberty and the founders' principles. All you have to do is give us your right address so we can mail you your bumper sticker and you've passed the test. It's an honorary Lee Brother bumper sticker, and you can get one by by emailing us, patriots at theleebrothers.com or Twitter at the Lee Brothers. Excellent. Uh, you can check us out at 92.7 FM, 820 AM. There you'll find two great videos for your listening pleasure. Uh, and this, this is good. Now, take some time, 92.7 FM, 820 AM. Click on the Lee Brothers. Conservatives are the real environmentalists. Uh, look, this is, let's see, how should I say this? Spectacular. 
This is an absolute fact. Conservatives, free markets, free people are better for the planet than big, big government elitist, leftist, Nazi, nature Nazis. And then this. You want a good laugh? You just might. And you might need one. 92.7 FM, 820 AM.com. Click on the Lee Brothers and you'll get that laugh without question. And if you laugh at that, you are an honorary Lee brother. <clears throat> and you need a bumper sticker. Absolutely. All you have to do is email us your address. You know, we haven't, uh, we haven't, we have a stack of about 500 of these things. I saw one well, on the road. We, we, we had 50,000 to start. I saw a, uh, I saw an honorary Lee brother bumper sticker on the road. I did, I did too. Yeah. I saw one on the back of a pickup. They're right. out there. Thanks right. for joining us. Have a wonderful, <clears throat> excuse me, and safe weekend. Stay at least six feet apart from one another. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next Friday right here on FM 92.7 and AM 820 WNTW. God bless you and your family and stay safe in this uncertain time. Friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.